As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, it's Wendy. And it's Jess. And you're listening to the Food Heaven Podcast, your online resource for delicious and nutritious living. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Food Heaven Podcast with Wendy and Jess. Today, we have Dr. Michelle Henry joining us. Dr. Henry is a clinical instructor of dermatology at Will Cornell Medical College. She practices micrographic, laser, and cosmetic surgery. She specializes in high-risk skin cancer treatments, cosmetic surgery, and skin of color. She serves on the Education Committee of the American Society for Dermatologic Surgery and the Communications Committee for the Women's Dermatology Society. That was a mouthful. (laughs) We met Michelle at the Blavity Conference. Yeah, 2190. Yeah, 2190. And Jess went to her panel and Mm -hmm. she learned a lot. Yeah, it was awesome because she focused specifically on skin of color and darker skin, which I feel like you don't really learn that much about. And any time that people talk about, you know, how to take care of your skin, it doesn't really focus on our skin type. So I really liked how that was like her focus. And she talked a lot about the products that she recommends and some of the benefits of darker skin. Um, I remember she asked, like, we all want to know how Angela Bassett has been looking like she's 30 for like 20, 30 years. Great question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she talked about some of that. But then she also talked about some of the disadvantages of darker skin and some of the risks with that as well. So we're going to get into all of that today on the podcast. But first, welcome to the podcast, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. We're so excited to have you on the podcast because this is a very hot topic. A lot of people hit us up about what they can do to improve their skincare routine, especially people that deal with acne or different skin conditions. So tell tell us a little bit about how you got into the field of dermatology. So I knew nothing about dermatology. When I entered medical school, I thought I was going to be a breast cancer surgeon. My grandmother passed from breast cancer, and that was our plan before she passed. Um, My very first mentor was a Mohs surgeon, and what that is is it's a type of skin cancer surgery where you operate on the patient, you remove the cancer, you close them, you do everything while they're awake. And I fell in love with it. I love the fact that I can cure cancer. I love the fact that I could talk to the patient and still do something very technical. But it's a subspecialty of dermatology. So I had to go into dermatology in order to do that. So I did my first dermatology rotation, my first year in medical school, fell in love because it's everything. It's infectious disease. It's You can see adults. You can see kids. You can do surgeries. You can do aesthetics. You can do skin of color. And really, I feel like if you love medicine, you love dermatology because it's it's all things. And we're never bored and we have really long careers because of that. 
Nice. So one of the things that I liked about your presentation was that it was just really accessible and full of so much information, especially especially when it comes to people with darker skin, kind of what they can do to improve the health of their skin. So can you talk a little bit about what are some of the different factors that influence skin health? I know some of it, you know, has to be genetic, but I'm sure there's like environmental and diet. Like what are you usually you know, tell people with regards to that. So absolutely, like you said, genetics and hormones play a huge role in our overall skin quality, our propensity towards acne, our skin tone, our skin texture. Um, but there's a lot that we can do. So one is just adopting a good skincare regimen. So making sure that you are consistent, that you wash your face morning and night. Night is the hard one, but night is nighttime is probably the most important to get rid of the dirt, debris, and all those things that gobble up our collagen and cause acne. And something that I think we also overlook is making sure that we have a good diet. You know, for years and years and years, we always said that, you know, we don't believe that our diet causes acne, or we don't believe that our diet plays a role. And now the tide has kind of turned, and now we do believe that things that we eat play a role in terms of our overall skin care. So things like dairy, we know those things that cause a lot of inflammation can really flare acne in some patients. And then just eating all the things we should be eating. So staying away from empty carbohydrates, eating healthy things like salmon, avocado, all of those things that are going to give us healthy oils to keep our skin luminous and radiant um, and not dehydrated. Um, so those are probably the two biggest, making sure you're taking care of the inside and the outside. I love that you brought up food because I think that this is a topic that's very confusing for people. A lot of times people will say, well, should I eat chocolate or should I eat dairy? Because I have heard that it can cause pimples or I have heard that it can cause acne. And as dietitians, we look into the research and there isn't strong research linking specific foods to skin health. So I'm wondering, like, how is your approach with this? Is it very individualized based on symptoms and how people do with certain foods? foods? How does that go? So it is very individualized. Um, so I tell my patients to listen to your body. Um, if you notice that you're flaring more with dairy, then I tell them to, to withdraw dairy. You know, a lot of patients, when they are stressed out, they'll tell me that, you know, my eating habits change and it's likely a combination of both their diet and their stress because those stress can kind of change the way your hormones interact with your, with your skin. We have loose studies linking things like coffee to skin, um, we know that caffeine reduces our, our propensity for skin cancers. We have loose studies linking things like red wine and the resveratrol in red wine, which is a really potent antioxidant to skin and its reduction in accelerated aging. So we know that our diet does play a role. It's really hard when we're looking at very common things like dairy that's in so many aspects of what we eat, unless you have a, a vegan diet or a very restrictive diet. We don't have great studies for that, but we have studies showing that our diet does impact our skin. Um, and it's just about teasing out what what specific what your specific triggers are, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Have you guys seen that Janet Jackson meme going around? It basically has our dearest Janet looking like a hot mess. And it says, me trying to excel in my career, maintain a social life, drink enough water, exercise, text everybody back, stay sane, survive, and be happy. And she's basically looking super run down, like she needs to be saved. 
So when it comes to the work that I do with my patients, there's one thing I know for sure, and that is that people are stressed and with all the obligations going on, they just don't really have any time or they feel like they don't have any time. And so for some, adding healthy eating and meal planning to a never-ending to-do list can make them feel like the only option is basically to crash and burn. But the good news is that it doesn't have to be this way. Our podcast sponsor this week wants to make healthy living easier by taking meal planning off of your to-do list. Green Chef makes balanced eating easy with dinner options that work for your lifestyle. And they are also a USDA certified organic company. They offer a ton of different types of meal plans, including vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, Mediterranean, heart smart, gluten-free, and omnivore. I personally love the vegetarian package and my two favorite recipes that I've tried so far were the Korean veggie stir fry, which had this delicious crunchy broccoli with peppers, edamame, and rice. And they also had a delicious Moroccan tempeh skewer recipe, which had my favorite type of couscous, pearl couscous with roasted carrots and mint. And it was so, so, so good. Now, if you guys are feeling run down but still want to make healthy eating easier and a priority, let Green Chef do the meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep for you week after week. Now, Green Chef is offering a special to our listeners. So you're going to get $50 off your first box of Green Chef if you go to greenchef.us slash foodheaven. That's G-R-E-E-N-C-H-E-F dot U-S slash foodheaven. Now back to the episode. So I have a confession to make. I just started washing my face um, like like three (laughs) months ago, literally. And okay, so before I was watching, and I don't know, I want your opinion. I was washing my face with jojoba oil. Like just Mm -hmm. literally, that's it. Like that was the only thing I would ever put on my face because my skin is like ridiculously dry. I didn't want to be taking out any oil with any of these cleansers so I got I got married and I got um before the wedding I had my first facial ever in life and Mm -hmm. she was just like uh your the jojoba oil is not doing it girl she was like I went to Aveda or Aveda and they gave me some products Mm -hmm. and I started washing and my skin has been feeling more moisturized so I guess my first question is for people with like ridiculously dry skin like me what do you recommend that they do in terms of their skincare routine? And then for folks who have oily skin, on the other hand, like water, and I know there's also combination skin, but what are, yeah, what are the kind of general guidelines? Because I know a lot of black folks, like we are using mm-hmm. coconut oil, jojoba oil. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. Shea butter. So, yeah. Shea butter. Yeah. So I am not a huge fan of the oils because it can really clog your pores. And especially if you're using an oil alone and then you're not following up with a traditional cleanser, it's not going to do enough to cleanse your skin. So part of why we use oils, it's because we know that oil and water doesn't mix. So if you're going to get off oil and debris and dirt or oil-based makeup from your skin, you need something that's oil-based to really break it down and help you get rid of it. But then we follow it with a traditional cleanser. And that's the whole double cleansing kind of rage that's going on in Korean skincare. The oils alone really uh, make me uncomfortable. Whenever I have a patient coming in and they have a ton of new blackheads, I always ask them one question, are you using coconut oil? So (gasps) coconut oil is probably the biggest culprit. Jojoba oil is less likely to cause blackheads, uh, but I'm not a huge fan of using oils, especially if you're saying that you're a low maintenance person, maybe you're not wearing a ton of makeup, you don't need to use it as an effort, as as a mechanism to get rid of your makeup. 
So when you're thinking about dry skin, you want to think about that. You want to make sure that your cleanser isn't just taking away dirt and not putting in moisture. So you want a moisturizing cleanser. So I like things like Dove. Dove has stearic acid in it. And stearic acid, it's an essential fatty acid. It's one of the, the major fatty acids that we remove when we wash our skin. So it's really important to have a cleanser that's going to put it back into our skin. I love things like CeraVe. CeraVe has... Um, has the ceramides. So ceramides, those are the oils that we lose in our skin as we get older. And if anyone says they have dry skin, it's likely because they are lacking ceramides and lacking that production of, of oil. So anything that's going to give you um, ceramides is important. So I always tell my patients, make sure that your cleanser isn't just taking, that it's also putting in. Another really popular cleanser are the um, Dr. Bronner soaps. A lot of people love them because they're natural and they're not bad, but they're taking away. They're not putting in. So Dr. Bronner's might be okay for someone who has really oily skin. That might be a great cleanser for you. But for someone who has drier skin, just because it's natural, it's not giving you anything. So for a, a, a dry skin, somebody with dry skin needs to make sure that they're also getting something from their moisturizer. And someone with oily skin make sure needs to make sure they're not getting too much. So an oily skin patient might need a foam because a foam is going to clean more thoroughly. It's not going to leave behind a lot of residue. They may need a gel over a cream-based cleanser. Again, it's going to clean cleanse more thoroughly. It's not going to give you a lot of oil because they already have excess. So those are kind of the differentiating factors when you're looking at dry versus oily skin. Yeah, with the coconut oil, I've actually used it in the past on my face and I've completely broken out. And then it's interesting because with the Dr. Bronner's, it does really well on my skin, but then I do have to moisturize afterwards. So it's really important to individualize. And I think within like the health and wellness community, everyone wants to like go natural, go natural, go natural. And then things like that happen, for example, with the coconut oil or even the shea butter. That's a big one where it's like my skin really cannot tolerate it. It's just too heavy and it clogs my pores. But mm -hmm. people think, you know, oh, well, because it's natural, it's something that I should be using, even though it might not be the best fit for someone's skin. So I love that you said that. Now, in preparing for the seasons, because we know when it gets cold, it's like our skin changes. When it's really hot, our skin changes as well. What are some things that we can do to prepare for the warmer months and then the cooler months? Um, so as it gets colder, exactly like you said, we need to change our skincare routine, you know. When, when the weather is cold, we're being attacked on both fronts. So when we're outside, it's cold. That wind is stripping our skin of moisture. When we're inside and it's warm, that radiator is stripping our skin of moisture. So when it goes to the cold season, it's really important to increase your moisturization. So if you were using a lotion in the summer, it's now time to use a cream. And, you know, I actually do, li I do like some oil. So I, I'm a fan of argan oil. Argan oil we kind of rate oils or rank oils based on their tendency to clog the pores. And if coconut oil is a 10, then argan oil is a 2. So it's significantly less likely. And it's a nice, rich, nourishing oil. So if you like oils um, like that, winter season is the time to add one because it's going to help to kind of waterproof our skin and seal in all the good stuff and keep all the bad stuff from compromising our skin when it's really sensitive during the winter months. In the summertime, it's time to dial it back. So in the summertime, we're going to start sweating more. And that buildup of oil and those heavy products we're using in the winter, just like you said, they're going to clog our pores. They're going to cause facial and back acne. If we're not exfoliating and getting that product buildup and that excess skin, our skin's going to look dull. So making sure that we're exfoliating in the summer months and getting off all of that heavy product residue is really important for us to have glowing, luminous skin in the summer. Mm, and we're actually going to Morocco next week, so we're going to get 
a oh. lot of yeah we're gonna get a lot of argan oil for sure oh my Ooh, gosh we need to make an I Etsy am obsessed shop. <laughs> absolutely obsessed okay so I have some more questions do you need and this is more like your body skin do you need to use a washcloth in the shower so you know do you need so this is probably less of a medical question and more of a cultural question <laughs> Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, um, you don't need it. You know, our soaps are sufficient. We can, if you're again making a good lather and you're using your hands, you don't have to. You know, if you're someone who likes a nice gentle exfoliation, then yeah, a level washcloth. If you don't want like a harsh, a harsh exfoliant, then a washcloth in and of itself is going to give you some nice gentle exfoliation, which I'm a fan of that. But is it necessary to have healthy skin? It's not. It's just your own personal preference. Okay. Now you mentioned with the oils, like those can be really bad for clogging your pores and for creating a lot of blackheads. How do you tell the difference between, because as I get older, I do have a little bit more like dark spots on my skin, but I don't know that they're necessarily blackheads. Is there, are there other things that it could be? And if so, like, how do you tell the difference? So ton, there could be tons of things. So they, you can have just a clogged pore that has not become oxidized yet, so it doesn't look black. So there are clogged pores, and then there are blackheads, which have been oxidized, and now they look black. Um, and then on black and brown skin, we get something called DPNs, which are dermatosis papulosis nigra. I also call them Morgan Freeman spots because he has more than anyone oh. that has ever walked the planet. Yeah. Um, you, you could have those as well. And those are kind of, they're not on the, the pore, so they're not on the, the, the opening of the pore. They can be distributed all over the skin, but they're an actual growth. And oftentimes they have a little bit of texture. You can feel them. Whereas that would be a, a blackhead would feel a little bit different. A blackhead would feel more like a little bit of a crater, really. So those are an option. There are, um, and then you can also just get post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. With brown skin, anything can cause a dark spot. So, you know, you can bump yourself, a pimple, you know, you can, if you allow an area of your skin to get too dry, you can end up with a dark spot. So there are many reasons why we can, we can have dark spots on the face, but kind of using those, uh, what I described as a guideline, you should be able to differentiate between the, the different ones pretty easily. Okay, that's really helpful. I want to take a quick second to talk about this new nightcap that I have been having, and I feel like it has completely elevated my evening routine. Oh my God, girl, tell me more. Okay, so... The other day, my coworker, Lauren, hey, Lauren, if you're listening, she actually gave me a packet of this Four Sigmatic Mushroom Cacao Mix, and she was like, girl, you have to try this. She had been having it every night for a few weeks as part of her wind down routine, and she was just saying how she felt like it helps her go to sleep easier, and she gave me a packet to try. Mm, Okay, so you're saying mushroom cacao, so I'm a little skeptical. Does it have that mushroom flavor. Okay, so I actually, it took me a minute to try it until the brand actually reached back out to us about being a sponsor on the podcast. So when they reached out, I was like, okay, I have to try it. This is like serendipity. And when I tell you, it does not taste anything like mushrooms. It tastes like a rich, pure, hot chocolate. Mm. Yeah, and it has like a touch of sweetness, but it only has two grams of sugar, so it's nothing that's like really heavy for me. I don't like having beverages with sugar. It just tastes too sweet. And this was the perfect mix of all the flavors. Wow, that sounds delicious. So how do you make it? What I did was... 
blended it with some soy milk or almond milk and then I heat it up in the microwave for a couple minutes and then if I'm really feeling fancy I might put a little bit of whipped cream on top and it is so good I swear to goodness okay so I have to try it let the listeners know where they can get it Okay, so you and the listeners can get it by going to foursigmatic.com slash foodheaven, and they are giving you guys 15% off, so you definitely want to make sure to go now and cash in on that discount. It's foursigmatic, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash foodheaven, and get your nightcap on, everybody. One thing that I mentioned, you know, in your talk, you talked about, like, Angela Bassett and, you know, why she looked 30 for 60 years or 30 years or whatever, which, yes, her. And also um, yesterday my husband was saying, he was like, what? Gabrielle Union is almost 50 because she looks like. Tracy Ellis Ross. I mean, all, everybody. I don't, I just don't <laughs> get it. So, but in the talk, what I liked is that you talked about there are pros to having darker skin, but that there were also some cons. So can you talk a little, a little bit about that? So one of the big pros and why, again, people like Gabrielle Union and Angela Bassett are apparently immortal is because of collagen. And so um, we have more collagen. We have larger fibroblasts. And fibroblasts are the cells that make collagen. And that's what gives our skin its its robust quality, the fact that it maintains its elasticity more than, than you know lighter skin counterparts or contemporaries. But that collagen is also a problem because that collagen is also what we see in keloidal scars. So the very same collagen that makes us really young, and when it's in overabundance, it causes these colloidal scars. And so that's why we're more prone to keloids. And so everything, again, is about balance. Uh, other things is that we have this melanin that keeps us youthful and keeps us from photoaging or getting um, skin aging from sunlight. It protects us. However, it also makes us more prone to dark spots, hyperpigmentation, conditions like melasma, which is, we call it the um, the mask of pregnancy. It's these kind of deep, dark patches we get on the face. You can get them anytime during life, but we particularly see them after pregnancy. So that very same melanin that protects us also can mar our skin in many ways by making us more prone to having these blemishes and whatnot. And so keeping all of that in mind, what are some of the specific recommendations that you have for black and brown women? Um, so one, my very top, which I think we often overlook, is investing in a fantastic sunscreen. So the sunscreen, A, it's going to protect our collagen from UV. We're already protected, but why not more? I always say, you know, like our melanin is protective, but it's not perfect. Even the deepest, darkest skin is just SPF 13, and that is the deepest, darkest skin. We really want SPF 30 to protect our skin. I do see skin cancer in black patients, and when you see it, you don't ever want to see it again. So sunscreen is important. Making sure that you do have an anti-aging regimen, you know, I think oftentimes we neglect it, you know, things like black don't crack has really gotten into our heads and we're out here moving through the world as if we don't need prevention and protection and we do. So adopting in a simple regimen and that that includes your sunscreen. It also includes antioxidants. So investing in something like a nice vitamin C serum or a nice vitamin C cream. Those are going to be key to keeping your skin youthful, protecting your collagen. Um, Using something like a retinoid, you know, we we wrinkle and we age later in life, but we still do wrinkle and age, and why not prevent it if you can? So um, Retin-A is just like a, a super concentrated vitamin A, and it helps to regulate the way our skin turns over. And I kind of call it in my office like a cream exfoliant, so it helps to keep the skin um, turning over, stimulating that collagen. And because it's turning the skin over, it's helping to regulate 
pigmentation as well. So it keeps our skin tone nice and even. And so another way that um, folks of color age is that our skin gets mottled and it gets kind of this uneven pigmentation. And we all kind of know how to age each other in that way. And even if, even if someone doesn't say it um, explicitly to you, kind of instinctively, we realize that as we get older, our skin starts to lose its, its, its luster and it starts to become uneven in terms of pigmentation. And so using that, that vitamin A and that retinoid is going to help to even out that pigment. So those are probably some of my, my top points to keeping healthy skin. Yeah, that's something I have to get better at because I don't use sunscreen ever unless I'm on the beach. Whoa, I no. know, I know. I just, I know, I'm just like really lazy with it. And I think also being from the Caribbean, it's like people just don't put it on. Yeah. Um, and then I have used like the more natural sunscreens and then they kind of just fall apart. <laughs> like they just start decomposing very quickly. So I'm wondering like, what should we look out for when buying the sunscreens? Like, are there any particular ingredients? I know you mentioned SPF. So what are some things to look out for? Yeah. So SPF, you want to do 30 and above. Some that I love, of course, physical blockers are going to be better, but on brown skin, physical blockers makes us look ashy and gray. And so oftentimes, unless it's like a micronized physical blocker and physical blockers are ingredients like zinc and titanium dioxide, unless it's micronized, it can make, it's not really like cosmetically appealing on us, but some micronized ones are so like Elta MD has a um, UV clear. And so it's partially a physical blocker, but it's clear. A favorite of mine is Color Science. So Color Science actually makes a tinted powder and it comes in d- um, brown and deep, which can meet a lot of dark skin tones. It, it matches my skin tone. And it's completely a physical blocker, but it's a powder. So you can put it right on top of your makeup. So I love that. That's a nice way to like reapply and you never have to worry about looking ashy throughout the day when you reapply your sunscreen. Super Goop has a fantastic one called UV Clear, which is just beautiful. It's like a primer. La Roche-Posay has an actual primer that's SPF 50 that, again, beautiful on brown skin, makes the skin look better. Um, and then CeraVe has one that's easy to get as well, CVS, Dwayne Reed, wherever you are in the country, you should be able to get it at a drugstore. It's CeraVe Ultra Light Moisturizing Sunscreen with SPF 30. And all of those, I will stand by them. They look good on brown skin. Love it. Now... One question, I'm just taking notes on all of the different products that you're mentioning so we can include them in the show notes. But one question I have is, is there a product that has it all? I mean, in terms of like Retin-A and a sunscreen or maybe just like Retin-A and a vitamin C serum. And you mentioned the ceramides. Like, do you have any recommendations or do you have to have like a few different products in your routine? Sometimes you have to have a few different products because – you know, um, certain products will inactivate the others. So like vitamin C is very, very um, fussy. Um, like you can mix with anything and it will inactivate it. So it would be very tough to have a cream that had both vitamin C and retinol in it because vitamin C is a, is a tough one to mix other ingredients with. So you would likely have to have at least two things, a retinol at night and a vitamin C serum in the day. Okay. My other question is, so Wendy mentioned like she never uses sunscreen. I mentioned that I just started washing my face three months ago. <laughs> is it ever too late, like, you know, to kind of get your skin game together? Never too late. It is never, <laughs> ever, 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 ever too late. Um, I literally have patients that come in. They're like, I'm 67. Is it too late? Nope. It's never too late. 
Um, you can always look better tomorrow than you look today. So, and you can always put, you know, like I tell all my patients with, um, you know, whether you have dark skin or light skin or whatever your ethnic background, like from the moment your mom rolled you out in your stroller when you were six years old, your skin started collecting damage from all the things in this world. And it has never forgotten. It has the best memory ever. Um, and it really is just kind of like, have you reached your tipping point? Like, have you reached the point where you've sustained enough damage that now your skin is going to have, make you prone to skin cancer, make you prone to any of the other um, signs of aging? And we, we never know. Every individual is different. So every moment you take care of your skin is a moment that you can keep yourself from going over that edge. And so it's never too late. If, you, if you're not there yet, then now's the time to protect your skin and do the best that you can so that you're never there. In case you didn't know, here at Food Heaven, we're big on therapy. Adulting can be a lot, and there's nothing like being able to let it all out with a complete stranger who's there to listen. Having a therapist can help you live a more fulfilling life, and therapy can help with practical things like reaching your health goals. The idea of therapy sounds great, right? But oftentimes, getting to therapy is a challenge. We're busy, we're tired, we want to go home and watch Marie Kondo, which is why I want to talk to you about BetterHelp. You can connect with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. Instead of having one more thing to add to the to-do list, therapy can be convenient, where you get help at your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video and phone sessions, plus chat and text with your favorite therapist. BetterHelp has licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, family conflicts, issues unique to the LGBTQ community, and more. Anything you share is completely confidential, and if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time. They have over 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. If you're concerned about costs, there is financial aid available for those who qualify and we gonna hook y'all up. So Food Haven't Made Easy listeners, you're gonna get 10% off your first month. Go to betterhelp.com slash heaven. You'll fill out a questionnaire to help assess your needs and get matched with the counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash heaven. All right, let's get back to our episode. I want to hear about your skincare routine because I'm sure it's glorious. I want to hear about your washing and like what you're putting on your face. So can you tell us like what are you doing with your skin? So my, you know, my <laughs> regimen changes all the time. And if you guys came to my apartment, is like a, just a graveyard of product. <laughs> but right now I am using a, um, I'm actually using a Korean wash uh, foaming cleanser that I cannot even tell you guys the name. I'd have to, I'll have to, because I can't pronounce it. It's in, it's in Korean. I have to send you guys a picture of it. I'm also using a scrub by um, Natural Brazil. It's a, it's a scrub that I use to exfoliate my skin a few days a few times a week for my moisturizer in the morning. So I'm actually someone who uses a retinoid twice a day, but that's after decades of using retinoids and that in many ways, that's kind of like derm blasphemy, but I use it twice a day because I'm actually very, very prone to acne. Um, so I use a weaker retinoid in the morning and then I use a stronger one called Tazerac at night. For my moisturizer, what did I use today? I have so many. Today I am using Moisture Surge, actually, by um, Clinique. And at night, I actually use a moisturizer by, um, it's a cellular moisturizer by La Prairie. Um, that's my luxurious moment at night. That's my regimen, my sunscreen. Um, right now I'm using the Supergoop Clear, and then I'm reapplying with the um, Color Science Deep Powder. Love all of it. And I'm writing it down, taking notes for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, so where can people who want to learn more about you, the amazing work that you're doing, or even somebody who may want to schedule a consultation, how do they find you on the interwebs? So you can find me. I, I do a lot on Instagram, so you can find me at Dr. Michelle Henry. And I have a website which is due to be revamped soon, but it's drmichellehenry.com. You can ask me questions. I'm very responsive at both of those. And then um, right, I practice at the Laser and Skin Surgery of New York. The address is 323 East 34th Street. But you can always find me. You go on there, they're going to tell you I'm completely booked because my schedule is super booked. But I always make um, openings for patients who need it. So you can reach out to me directly if you need an appointment sooner than later. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Michelle. We learned a ton in this interview. And I know that our listeners are going to love it because, like I said, there's not a lot of um, skincare advice that we see that's evidence-based that's, you know, specifically for black and brown skin. So thank you for the work that you do. Oh, you're very welcome. And thank you guys for having me. This was fun. Yeah, this was great. All right. Bye, Bye, Michelle. Michelle. See you later. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Food Heaven podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a huge favor and leave us a review on iTunes and do it right right now. It takes two seconds. The more reviews we get, the higher we're ranked, which means that we get to reach more people. Listen up to this listener review. This podcast is helpful, informative, and entertaining. Although nutrition has become more mainstream, finding an expert that engages with you with information and relates to your cultural background is rare. This is real information for real people. And thank you so much for taking out the time to leave that really sweet review. We really appreciate it. For those of you who haven't gone into iTunes yet, please drop some stars and some love. Please and thank you. And you can also connect with us online. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So we are at Food Heaven Show on Instagram and Twitter and at Food Heaven Made Easy on Facebook. Our podcast is released every Wednesday. And in each episode, we cover tips and tricks for making lifelong, sustainable, healthy living changes to upgrade your diet and health. We also interview leading experts in the field of health and nutrition to pick their brains on how you can cultivate a healthy life that you love. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we will catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye.